Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, December 13th, 2023, for the Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio broadcast, coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via Star Worldwide Networks. Dot com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is Guarding Your Heart in the Time of Chaos, Confusion, and Deception. But before we get started, let us pray. Lord God, we humbly come before your throne and bow down spiritually speaking. Lord God, we ask that the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit take over for the next hour, that all that be said and done would be done in the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit to draw those to you, Lord God, for eternal life through your one and only begotten Son, who is none other than the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, and whose name is Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, thank you for taking my place upon the cross of Calvary, that I may have eternal life. And Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, Folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. Today, it is with scripture found in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 23, where Jesus is speaking and states, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doeth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doeth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also." The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light, but if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. Today, my friends, as we embark our show, we will, for a moment in time, be reflecting back on the mandate from the Lord God for the current year of 2023, which is that 2023 is the year of total chaos and confusion. We will, as well, be taking a peek into the God-breathed mandate for the upcoming year of 2024, which the Lord God says will be the year of total deception. I must say, my friends, that in the 20 years that I have been privileged in bringing a mandate from the mouth of the one and only true and living God to the ears of all mankind, this year I am already hearing of the upcoming year's mandate being telegraphed by many ministries and people of God around the world, which is something that I have really never seen in the past years. Um concerning the upcoming mandate for the new year ahead. 
Many interesting things, my friends, are beginning to take place as never before. The Lord God is really giving the people of this present world one last chance to get ready, be ready, and stay ready for the imminent return of his one and only begotten Son, who is none other than Jesus Christ, who will soon catch away those who belong to him at his appearing in the rapture. As we move into our first piece of the day and beyond, please keep the title of our show in mind, Guarding Your Heart in the Time of Chaos, Confusion, and Deception. With that said, our first rendering of the day comes to us from a piece posted on endtimeheadlines.com titled, Turkish MP Suffers Heart Attack. Moments after saying Israel will suffer Allah's wrath, of which the writer thereof begins by stating a Turkish lawmaker collapsed in Parliament Tuesday, suffering a heart attack at the end of a live streamed parliamentary speech in which he slammed Israel and said it wouldn't be able to escape the wrath of Allah. The writer continues by sharing that. Hassan Bitsmus, 53, of the conservative Felicity Party, delivered an address at the General Assembly of the Turkish Parliament, ending it by saying, quote, we can perhaps hide from our conscience, but not from history. And by addressing the Jewish state, quote, you will not escape the wrath of Allah. As this piece continues, he then said, I salute you all immediately before collapsing to the ground at the podium with his head hitting the floor. Fellow members of the assembly rushed to his aid, according to Turkish health minister Ferretin Koka. Bitsmus was hospitalized and his condition was extremely critical and serious. The writer continues by stating Turkey has been in the midst of, Turkey had been in the midst of an effort to warm ties with Israel in the months before Hamas's October 7th onslaught in southern Israel and the ensuing war. But Turkish President uh, Erdogan has since sharply backtracked and returned to the same uh, attacks that characterize many of the Islamic leaders' previous years in power. As this piece continues, it is noted that last week Erdogan reiterated uh, his belief that Hamas is not a terror group and said it must have a part in rebuilding Gaza after the war. Despite the uh, backing Israel has received from the West to eliminate the Palestinian terror group from the coastal enclave, in which it has ruled since 2007. In the October 7th onslaught, 3,000 Hamas-led terrorists burst through the border and massacred 1,200, I say 1,400 people in southern Israel. Most of them civil, uh, civilians slaughtered in their homes and at a music festival and seized 240 hostages, almost 140 of whom are still held captive in Gaza. Erdogan warned Israel last week that it would pay a very heavy price if it attempted to eliminate Hamas members in Turkey. Several days after recordings were revealed of the head of the Shin Bet security agency saying Jerusalem is determined to kill group leaders in every location around the world, including in Lebanon, in Turkey, and in Qatar. The writer of this piece ends by stating, early in November, Turkey recalled its ambassador to Israel for consultations over the war in Gaza, although it said that it was not breaking off diplomatic ties entirely. The two countries only restored full diplomatic ties in August of 2022 after years of deteriorating relations. 
Now it is on to our next piece, my friends, that is brought to us by Mr. Michael Snyder uh, and is titled, um, Guess What Happened Immediately After a Member of the Turkish Parliament Declared That Israel Was to Suffer the Wrath of Allah. He posted this uh, article on yesterday, December 12th, 2022, and began it in this fashion. Very strange things continue to happen in the Middle East. Earlier today, a member of the Turkish parliament named Hassan Bitsmis delivered a passionate speech about the war in Gaza. As he concluded his speech, he boldly declared that Israel would experience the wrath of Allah. Moments after ending the speech, he literally collapsed on the stage and other members of the Turkish parliament rushed to his aid. A Turkish MP this morning collapsed after lashing out at Israel in parliament. He reportedly shouted that Israel would suffer the wrath of Allah and also criticized Erdogan for uh, cooperating with Israel. He then collapsed with uh, what some are saying is a heart attack. Later in this piece, Mr. Snyder says, I have never seen anything quite like this. He says, we are being told that his heart reportedly stopped, but a doctor was able to bring him back. Various members of Congress rushed to uh, his aid. A doctor who was in the plenum, uh, gave him first aid and performed heart massage on him, after which he was sent to the hospital for further treatment. His heart reportedly stopped, but resumed beating after medical intervention. In a later statement, it was stated that the condition of the 53-year-old member of parliament is defined as serious and his life is still in danger. And you better believe his life is in danger after making a statement like that, my friends. Mr. Snyder then shares Joe Biden is also speaking out against Israel. Uh-oh. Just before going on to say, in fact, he just issued his most scathing criticism since the October 7th terrorist attack. President Joe Biden issued a stunning rebuke of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, warning Israel is losing support across the globe and its uh, conservative government needs to change. Hmm. In a surprise move, Biden ramped up uh, pressure on Israel to rein in its bombing campaign in Gaza with his most scathing criticism since the October 7th terrorist attack by Hamas. Biden also accused Israel of not wanting to a long-term two-state solution, which would give Palestinians their own nation, but said it must happen. Of course, says Mr. Snyder, nothing that Biden has to say is really going to alter the trajectory of the war at this point. He continues by stating that on Monday, Benny Gantz warned U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken that recent attacks by Hezbollah will require a very strong response from Israel. War Cabinet Minister Benny Gantz told U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken on Monday that the uptick in attacks by Hezbollah will require a firm Israeli response as rocket fire um, as rocket fire by the Lebanese terror group continues to target towns on Israel's northern border. Gantz stated that heightened uh, aggression and increased attacks by Islamic, uh, by, excuse me, by Iranian-backed Hezbollah demand Israel to remove such a threat to the civilian population of northern Israel, according to an Israeli readout. Mr. Snyder then says, uh, and another Israeli official just publicly warned that unless Hezbollah is willing to move their forces back to the Latani River, there will be a full-blown war on the Northern Front. National Security Minister Satachi Hananekbi uh, told Israeli media this weekend that unless diplomat, di 
diplomacy succeeds in uh, convincing Iran to move its terror proxy back to the Latani River, some 18 miles north of the border, as uh, required by the United Nations Security Council Resolution 1701, war is likely. We can no longer accept Hezbollah's elite uh, Radwan force sitting on the border. We can no longer accept Resolution 1701 not being implemented, he added, referring to a UN Security Council resolution from 2006 at the end of the Second Lebanon War that barred any Hezbollah presence within about 30 kilometers of the border with Israel. Asked directly if they would be, if there would be a war in the north, Hanekabi said the situation in the north must be changed, and it will change. If Hezbollah agrees to change things via diplomacy, very good. But I don't believe it will. Mr. Snyder at this point chimes in with, read those paragraphs again, a full-blown war between Israel and Hezbollah is coming, he says. It is just a matter of time. Mr. Schneider then goes on to say, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has stated that we will push Hezbollah beyond the Latani River once the war in the South is completed. First of all, we will win the South and then we will deal with the North. Netanyahu said, as a first step, we will push Hezbollah beyond the Latani River, and later we will also have to take care of the organization itself. If we open two fronts, we can find ourselves not winning decisively in either of them, Netanyahu stated. Mr. Snyder here adds, so far, the war in the South is going very well for Israel. He says the IDF continues to capture more territory and hundreds of Hamas terrorists are surrendering. Defense Minister Yaakov uh, Galant says Hamas uh, Jabali and she, uh, Sheja uh, battalions in the northern Gaza Strip are on the verge of being dis- dismantled. We have uh, encircled the last strongholds of Hamas and Jehabali and Shadea, uh, uh, the battalions that were considered invincible, that prepared for years to fight us, are on the verge of being dismantled, Glant said, says at, uh, said at a press conference. He says hundreds of Hamas operatives have surrendered to Israeli troops in recent days, which he says shows what's happening to the terror group. Mr. Schneider then says, according to Netanyahu, once the war in the south is completed, the Palestinian Authority will not be permitted to govern the Gaza Strip. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu stated that there is no way the Palestinian Authority would be able to rule the Gaza Strip in a post-Hamas world during a stormy discussion on Monday in the Knesset Foreign Affairs and Security Committee. Oslo was the mother of all sins. The difference between Hamas and the Palestinian Authority is only that Hamas wants to destroy us here and now, and the PA wants to do it in stages, the Prime Minister said. Mr. Snyder then says, needless to say, many in the Islamic world are extremely upset about this. He then switches gears by then adding, Meanwhile, pro-Iranian terrorist groups continue to attack U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria. In fact, he says, at this point, U.S. forces have been attacked a total of, get this, my friends, 90 times. Oh, we're doing a great job over there. The militant groups 
uh, have launched a total of 90 attacks against U.S. bases and troops in the Middle East since October 17th, and several attacks against commercial vessels in the Red Sea, including the hijacking of a cargo ship earlier this month. An umbrella group of Iraqi militants dubbed the Islamic resistance in Iraq claimed responsibility for the most recent attacks, which hit the al-Assad airbase in Iraq and the al-Shaddadi patrol base in Syria. Mr. Snyder then says, whether you want to admit it or not, When someone attacks your forces 90 times, you are at war with them. When asked about the situation in the Middle East, Iranian Foreign Minister Hassan Amir uh, Abdelayan Abdelayan, uh, said a couple of very interesting things. First of all, he warned that a big explosion could be coming to the region. Iranian Foreign Minister uh, has warned that the war in Gaza could lead to a big explosion of conflicts in the Middle East, with Lebanon and Yemen already involved and more countries poised to join. At least every week, we uh, receive a message from the U.S. telling us that the U.S. base in Syria and Iraq are targeted by some groups. Iranian Foreign Minister Hassan Abedadlin told the Doha Forum on Monday, At any moment, there is a possibility of a big explosion in the region, one uh, not uh, controllable by any party, he explained via translator. Secondly, Mr. Snyder uh, said that um, he admitted that Hamas and Hezbollah have been able to get whatever weapons they need, get this, from the black market in Ukraine. Iranian Foreign Minister Hassan Amir Abdolayan has issued some surprising remarks claiming that Lebanon-based Hezbollah and Gaza-based Hamas can procure more weapons anytime they want, utilizing the thriving arms black market in Ukraine. He suggested this is already happening while addressing a conference in Doha Monday. He went so far as to say these groups, which the U.S. has listed as terror organizations, can easily and without much effort get whatever they need in Ukraine. Mr. Snyder then goes on to say, just think about this for a moment. Weapons that were purchased using U.S. taxpayer money are ending up in the hands of Hamas and Hezbollah. He continues by pointing out that this is a foreign policy failure of epic proportions. Mr. Schneider ends his piece by stating, of course, nobody will ever be held accountable. Our leaders make disastrous decision after disastrous decision, and most Americans don't seem to care. But he says a lot of people will start to wake up once the war in the Middle East spirals completely out of control. Mr. Snyder ends his piece with these very sobering words. We have reached one of the most critical turning points in all of human history, and it appears that the year ahead of us is going to be a year of war. And on that thoroughly thought-provoking note, my friends, I will be right back after the break so that we can get into the meat of the matter when it comes to guarding your heart in the time of chaos, confusion, and deception. Christmas time was approaching, snow was starting to fall, shoppers choosing their presents, people filling the mall. 
I don't know about you, my friends, but I'm so thankful that the Lord Jesus Christ was born at Christmas time so that we would have the opportunity to ask him to forgive us of our sins and to receive eternal life. That is the whole reason that the Lord Jesus Christ came to the earth to pay the price of our sins so that we may have eternal life with him because he loves us so. But the choice is completely up to us. Okay, now, my friends, I have a very biblically based, uh, interesting, and at the same time, very inspiring piece that I would like to share with you, written by Lighthouse Trails author David Dombrowski, dated November 7th, 2023, titled, Guard Your Heart with All Diligence. Mr. Dombrowski begins his piece by sharing, the last few years have been an educational experience for me regarding the nature of people's hearts. I believe it would be accurate to say we have entered perilous times and where it will take us in the immediate future, we do not know, except that we must always keep our hope in the Lord, even as we see Bible prophecy being fulfilled. Meanwhile, guarding or keeping our hearts is uh, in is perhaps, he said, more vital now than it has ever been before in our lives, as we witness all that is happening in the world. Jesus warned, and many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax or turn, in other words, cold. 
Matthew chapter 24, verses 11 through 12. Mr. Dombrowski continues by stating, if we look at the context of Scripture, we will see that Jesus is talking about what will precede the end of the world. But it's easy to see that things are already astir. And just as we see in our weather how one season changes to the next, we can see the clouds of change approaching. He then writes, guarding our hearts where fear rules. Just before going on to say, looking back, one vivid memory stands out. COVID was well into its second year, and the COVID mask mandate was not being enforced in the small Montana border town near where we lived. But people were just being urged to do what they felt was safest for them. So at our local post office, no one was required to wear masks. But on one particular day, we took our 15-year-old granddaughter, who was visiting us from Oregon, to a nearby town for lunch. Prior to our lunch, we stopped at the town's post office to drop off the day's shipping. When the two of us entered the post office, we saw that a woman was in front of the service counter, but somewhat blocking the area for people to place their drop-offs. My granddaughter slipped behind the woman and discreetly placed the tube of packages on the counter while trying to uh, observe the six-foot distancing rule. To our utter surprise, the woman whirled around uh, when she spotted my granddaughter and began shouting, six feet, six feet. Just about then, she saw me without a mask and she went ballistic. With our packages on the counter, I whispered to my granddaughter, we just need to leave. And we did that uh, as the woman screamed, Get out, get out, along with obscenities. We heard her shouting until we were out the door. At one point, the woman yelled that it was people like us who were murderers and responsible for the deaths of others. Continuing on, Mr. Dombrowski then says, About a week later, one of our workers told us of a woman in, in that town of that description who was following a teenage boy with his mother throughout a grocery store and filming them on her iPhone as she kept shouting to the boy, put a mask on. Finally, when the mom and the son were in line with their groceries, with the woman still yelling and filming them at close range, the boy turned to her and said, I have asthma and cannot breathe with a mask on. He then reprimanded the woman as other people in the line broke out into applause and cheers. For the boy. Mr. Dombrowski then says during this time period, scientific studies contradicted what the media was telling us to do. So it was actually quite difficult to know what the best course of action was in any given situation. Does a word come to mind, my friends? Oh, yes, deception. He continues by saying, but my point here is not really about who was right and who was wrong as much as how people's hearts were responding, some showing civility and others hardness of heart. He says, I truly felt like I understood how a wicked person as like Adolf Hitler was able to dupe an entire country through propaganda and fear mongering. Just before going on to say, Machiavelli uh, pointed out in his book, uh, The Prince, you can rule an entire country through fear and um, compliance, where morality is suspended by craft and deceit in governing the affairs of men. This is uh, the man who came up with the well-known and Unfortunately, much used maxim, the end justifies the means. We see this operating today, says Mr. Dombrowski, just before going on to say, and this is why I have felt compelled at this time 
to re, uh, to remind myself and others that God has given us the incentive to guard our hearts through uh, verses utilizing the word keep, such as the following, keep or guard thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Proverbs chapter four, verse 23. Lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partakers of other men's sins. Keep thyself pure. First Timothy 5.22 Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. James chapter 1 verse 27 Little children, keep yourselves from idols. 1 John chapter 5, verse 21. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Jude 21. Mr. Dombrowski then shares each of the verses above has the word keep in it as a reminder that God has the keeping power to cleanse us and make us pure and unspotted with a heart uh, fully devoted to the Lord. Mr. Dombrowski finishes his thought by stating, no, we won't be perfect, but we will have a heart devoted to the Lord if we really want that. Next, Mr. Dombrowski writes, um, regarding our hearts from becoming hard, uh, where he then goes on to say, I therefore choose to live in expectation and hope that God can do a great work in our lives, even if the world is falling apart. But my uh, point here again is that while there is only so much each of us can do, it is important to remember that God looks at the heart. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 2. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10. Mr. Dombrowski then says, even if we find ourselves in a situation where there is nothing we can do, we can always keep our hearts devoted to God. To have a heart after God's own heart, as the Bible describes of the psalmist David, as mentioned in Acts chapter 13, verse 22, where it is said, and when he had removed him in regards to the Lord God removing King Saul's son who reigned in his stead, uh, the word of God continues by stating that he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave their testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. Mr. Dombrowski then shares, sometimes when we check our hearts, we may find something there that is not fully pleasing to the Lord. Perhaps we may have a very busy schedule, but then we take a moment in our day to stop and reflect on what's happening in our hearts. Jesus was grieved at the hardness of the hearts he witnessed in his day. For example, in Mark chapter 3, Jesus enters a synagogue on the Sabbath where there was a man with a withered hand. As the Pharisees watched for an opportunity to accuse Jesus, we read following the following account. And he saith unto them, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they held their peace. And when he had looked around about them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he saith unto the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched, for, and he stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the other. Mark chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. 
As Mr. Dombrowski continues, he then says, actually, Jesus had much to say about the condition of our hearts. The heart is basically the wellspring of our deep-seated emotions, convictions, and beliefs that incite us into action. We see this happening in Mark 3. He says, where we read of the reaction of the Pharisees after Jesus healed the man. And the Pharisees went forth and straightway took counsel with the Herodians against him, how they might destroy him. Mark chapter 3, verse 6. Mr. Dombrowski then says, the following are some examples of what Jesus had to say on issues of the heart. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. Matthew chapter 12, verse 35. Mr. Dombrowski then shares, in response to the mandate of the scribes and the Pharisees to wash one's hands before eating bread, Jesus said, This people draw nigh unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Teaching for doctrines the commandments of men, do not yet ye understand that whatsoever entereth in the mouth goes into the belly, and it is cast out into the draught. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceedeth evil thoughts, murders, adulterers, fornications, thefts, uh, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things, Jesus said, which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. Matthew chapter 15, verses 8 and 9, 17 through 20. In moving to close his piece, Mr. Dombrowski writes, Where our treasure lies, then he says, the following from Luke reiterates Matthew chapter 12, verse 35. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth the that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. Mr. Dombrowski then adds, Jesus's use of the word treasure is quite informative because it adds another attribute to what and where our heart is. In other in another place, he says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, which was entwined in the scriptures that we opened the show with up today, my friends. The Greek word for heart is cardia, meaning literally our physical heart, which is at the core of or the center of our bodies, but it is continuously used figuratively just as we do in English. The Hebrew word for heart also has the same literal and figurative meaning that at the core of who we really are, it is there we find the things that we truly treasure. Mr. Dombrowski then says, as believers in Christ, we should always hope that God has a special place there. Should I say, has all of our heart? For when Jesus summarized the intent of the whole law, he said, the first of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment, and the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor 
as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Jesus said in Mark chapter 12, verses 29 through 31. Next, Mr. Dombrowski says, unfortunately, most of the uh, scribes and Pharisees had lost the intent of the law and turned it from a heart issue to a vast array of do's and don'ts. As Mr. Dombrowski uh, winds down, he says, Please keep in mind also that keeping or guarding our hearts has a lot more to do uh, than just protecting ourselves. It really has to do with keeping our heart in the right place as we treasure the things that are truly most important. For Jesus, the most important matter on his heart was the salvation of souls. And for that, he who was sinless, unblemished, he who was a sinless, unblemished lamb gave the ultimate sacrifice, his own life. Mr. Dombrowski then says, now in the last few years, as we are witnessing an unprecedented number of challenges throughout society, our whole world has become a testing ground for where people will place their hearts. Will it be for the things of God or for vain or wicked purposes? The fence or neutrality is being shaken where we are now often forced to take a stand Along with these challenges, we have witnessed the forces of good and evil accompanied with truth and falsehood, pulling at our heartstrings, so to speak, and bringing confusion to our minds. And now, in the present moment, we face one of the biggest challenges of all, because it is something very dear to God's own heart, and that is Israel. God chose Israel from all the nations of the world to be his special possession. In a recent interview pertaining to the Hamas massacre in Israel, an Israeli spoke to a pastor of his deeply felt appreciation for Christians who have not been bought out by the lies and false media concerning the Jews, but he added a strong word of caution in saying that even the devotion of Christians who stand behind Israel will be severely tested. Mr. Dombrowski then says, already since that interview, the mainstream media has blocked and ignored accurate information in favor of lies. And pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas protests have erupted around the world denouncing Israel's existence as a nation and her right to defend herself against terrorist attacks. Even many claiming to be in the Christian camp are denouncing Israel. And so the testing of our hearts begins again but this time concerning the apple of God's eye. For the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob, or Israel, my friends, is the lot of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land, and in the waste howling wilderness he led him about. He instructed him, he kept him as the apple of his eye. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 9 and 10. Mr. Dombrowski ends by uh, stating that in these times of testing and challenge, let us guard our heart with all diligence, knowing that as we keep our eyes on him and our hope in him, he, Jesus, that is, Yeshua, Hamashiach, will be our strength. Be of good cheer, and he shall strengthen your heart. 
all ye that hope in the Lord. Psalms 31 verses, Psalms 31 verse 24, my friends. And with that said, you know what I always say about this time? It is that I always say, today is a day of salvation. The whole reason for this show and all its mispronunciations uh, is to simply bring the word of the Lord God for the hour in which we now live in, my friends, so that everybody within the hearing of my voice can seek the Lord while he may be found and give their heart over to the Lord Jesus Christ by asking him to forgive you of your sins so that you will be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for his imminent and unexpected return to the world at large, return in the rapture, my friends. The only people that are looking for the Lord Jesus Christ to come right now are those who belong to him. Everyone else on the face of this planet is waiting for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is at the end of the time of tribulation and time of great tribulation and the time of Jacob's trouble, my friends, and is when the Lord Jesus Christ will return with us who went in the rapture with him when he returns in his second coming, we will be with him on white horses, ready to for him to set up his kingdom, which will be first a thousand year reign upon this earth and then on into eternity, my friends. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to be ready. Today is the day to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins. My friends, you never know. I am guaranteeing you, you need to go and look at that video that I told you about at the start of this show about this man who was making a public railing against Israel. And as soon as the words were out of his mouth, it just like was exactly out of the Bible. As soon as the words left his mouth, he fell flat out onto the floor and hit his head, they said, and his heart stopped. And you know what? It was only a merciful God that allowed it to start again. And whether the man has any, uh, uh, cognitive ability at this point or not, God could still reach his heart if in his spirit he will cry out to the Lord to forgive him of his sins. And he might not utter another word on the face of this planet. I don't know what his condition is. He may never utter another word on the face of this planet. But if he makes a connection in his spirit, whether he can speak or not, with the one and only true and living God and ask him to forgive him of his sins, He, my friends, will be in heaven when you get there. Otherwise, he is destined for the lake of fire for all eternity. The Lord is done, my friends. I don't know how much we can stress this, that people are leaving this place in droves and they'll never have another opportunity throughout eternity, which is time without end, to have made the right choice once they've left here making the wrong one. My friends, over the weekend, I heard that uh, a friend of mine uh, wrote on Facebook, they were talking about how they just got a call and their, their daughter's boyfriend was killed in a motorcycle accident. It's in the blink of an eye, my friends. It's when you step out onto the street, but you don't see that car coming. It's when you're driving in your car and God only knows what happens and how it happened, but it's over for you. It's when you make, uh, you wake up in the morning, but at any given time throughout the day, just as it was for this man after his speech, he just dropped out. I mean, he could have been as dead as a doornail. And you know what? We really don't know if he is because I don't know what his condition is at this time. But I do uh, encourage you to go look for that video because it was at the Turkish parliament. It was a, uh, lively venue where he just made a very wrong move in telling Israel that they were going to suffer the wrath of Allah 
and then he dropped out. My friends, you know, the Lord is able to take care of his enemies. So today, while it is yet called today, my friends, don't be an enemy of God. Receive his one and only begotten Son, who is none other than Jesus Christ, as your only Lord, Savior, Master, soon coming King, and Messiah, because that is the only reason that God allowed him to come here in the first place out of eternity past, was to take our place upon the cross. He went back to eternity after he left here, my friends, and he's soon coming again for those who will have made during this time on earth their choice to be with him forever. So while it is yet called today, Today is the day of salvation. It is time to seek the Lord God for the indwelling power, working, and anointing of his Holy Spirit, but only after you ask the Lord Jesus Christ to be your Savior by asking him to forgive you of your sins and to have the power, working, and anointing of God's Holy Spirit imparted to you that will cause you to be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the Lord Jesus Christ imminent return. For as I said, the world at large is not looking for the Lord Jesus Christ. Only those who walk with the Lord are. With that said, my friends, today, if you would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your only Savior, and then seek the Lord God for the indwelling power, working and anointing of his Holy Spirit so that you can know God's word, know it well and know it correctly for yourself. So the Holy Spirit can bring all things to your remembrance. So the Lord God can use you in what it ha- what he has planned and ordained for your life here upon this earth to further the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ and to save people from the fire, my friends, so that they don't even have the smell of smoke upon their garments by the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit and the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ to the work that he did upon the cross of Calvary in the shedding of his precious and holy blood for you and me to have eternal life if we will turn to him. With that said, my friends, today, while it is still yet called today and you still have breath in your body to make your final decision, make it the one for the Lord Jesus Christ so that you'll be ready to receive eternal life in the time that is yet to come. With that said, please pray out loud with me this prayer. It is a prayer of repentance, and it is between you and the Lord God, signed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. With that said, let us pray. Dear Lord God, I humbly come before your throne and bow down spiritually speaking. Lord God, I thank you for sending your one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, to take my place upon the cross of Calvary, that I may have eternal life through this precious and holy shed blood. And Lord Jesus, I thank you for coming and taking my place upon the cross of Calvary. And I know, Lord Jesus, that I am a sinner in need of a savior. And Lord Jesus, I know that you're the only savior. There is no wrath of Allah. I know that you are the only savior there is uh, that can save us and give us eternal life. And so Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And I ask Lord Jesus with a broken and contrite heart and spirit that you would please forgive me of my sins. And right now, Lord Jesus, I know that you are faithful and true to do that which you've promised. And I know that when I've come to you with a broken and contrite heart and spirit and asked you for for forgiveness of my sins, that you are faithful and true to give it and grant it to me. And then I will seek the Lord God for the indwelling power, working and anointing of his Holy Spirit, as outlined in John chapter three, verses one through seven, where it says that you cannot even see your entry into the kingdom of God without being filled with God's spirit. Lord God, I ask that you after I have given my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ here today, would bestow upon me the indwelling power, working and anointing of your Holy Spirit so that I will be ready, watching, waiting and praying for your imminent return, Lord Jesus. And Holy Spirit, have your way in this day and every day after it in my life, helping me to know God's word, know it well and know it correctly for myself and to bring all things to my remembrance that I have need of In Jesus' precious and holy name I pray, amen and amen. And you know what, my friends? That is a wrap.
May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give you his perfect shalom or peace. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?